welcome to Rant On. This is a special edition with uh, three lovely gentlemen. That's Michael, and no Kevin, and David. And we have no <laughs> clue what we're doing. Yeah. So uh, sit back and enjoy our random rants, and uh, let's go. So, uh, Kevin, go ahead and start well, us off. What, we're doing that again? Oh, hi. <laughs> no, I said start us off, fool. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Office Depot... You know, the place you don't go to buy supplies because Amazon's way cheaper. I, um, hey, I've bought a pen before there. Yeah, because you needed it right then and there. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I'm, I not, hey, I'm not paying $5 for Amazon Prime now for one pen. <laughs> I'm not. Um, they just got hit with a $25 million fine for defrauding their customers with fake malware services. Oh, hold on. First off, how much? $25 million. $25 million for fake malware services. Now, I well, haven't no. done very for much scamming customers yeah, into for buying scamming malware customers. removal services. Okay, yeah. so what do you what do you mean by Okay, so I'm really curious because I know we did something similar with Best Buy where we talked to customers tell them, "Hey, this is this may be happening, but you know, we don't we very rarely specifically dealt with a uh actual like malware viruses on the computer. It was always something a Ooh, little different that we still removed it from there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so, I, so like, what do you, what do you, does anyone know how that started or, or oh, what? Oh, no, I can tell you exactly how it started because I used to work for <laughs> Office Max. And Which is basically work... Office Depot now. They're, they well, no, are, they now. are the same company now, but yeah. uh, when I was doing this, it was before the merger. Uh-huh. Um, I worked with, or we, we use support.com, uh, which is, also included in this, they were fined ten million dollars for their their role in it. Um, support dot com. Yes, it's support dot com. Yes, that's sketchy um, already. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm sorry, but that sounds that sounds like one of those calls you get for. Hey, we think you. This is Microsoft, even though Microsoft will never contact you. Just like the IRS will never contact you. Well, uh, to be fair, support dot support dot com was an actual business it wasn't oh, super anti-spyware huh i think Jeez, kevin figured what? out something they have super anti-spyware as like their main support like on their on their website it's for you mm-hmm. technical support and then super anti-spyware is the next thing so huh. is that good or bad that surprise me that's bad <laughs> So is it is it better than Windows Essential or worse than Windows it's worse. Essential? But I'll put it this way. When when we took com- customers' computers in, yeah. all we did is you type in, you know, you literally, you get to, onto the internet, you type in support.com, you go there, you click on the, the diagnose my PC, it downloads a diagnostic tool, and you run that. That wow. diagnostic tool was terrible. That's what I mean, I'm seeing in this article. I'm, I'm not it's, gonna lie; it's it's very similar to a lot of other companies that do the very same thing. Except like, you for you can see that first window. Ours was obviously uh, Office Max colored, not Office Depot colored, because we were right. not merged yet. Um, so it was the the gray and uh, and yellow, and literally it was the exact same prompt. If you checked any of those boxes, and I noticed this when I worked there, it always came up. As recommending their, I believe they called it a, uh, software repair and something else. Oh no, full system diagnostic and software repair. 
mm, which okay. is effectively which we pushed as a virus removal and you know damage repair service but now it, now when you say damage repair what are we what are you talking about like just bad uh basically let's say the, registry the, files or something what's left behind after a virus basically yeah the registry right. all of that gotcha i just want um, to make sure i'm understanding what you're saying yeah yeah, it's 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 bad. Um, the, my PC frequently frequently crashes is the one that really pissed me off. That's on there because my PC frequently crashes nine times out of ten is a hardware issue, not a software issue. Yeah, and yet you would check that box and it's saying let's charge one hundred and eighty dollars for a uh, an FSDR as we called it, full system diagnostic and repair, and. Wow. You make 180 bucks just like that, and yeah, it was bad. You do. I learned $2 very quickly when I did this that I never checked any of the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> because if you didn't check the boxes, it still ran the thing properly. Yeah. And it would, it would mark all the stuff. It would uh, basically mark, it would actually check your computer properly and tell you what it needed well, within reason. It's obviously going to push nice, better versions of services that they may or may not have needed to step up. Right. It's like, you don't necessarily need to have your computer optimized, but it's only $10 more kind of stuff. I used to get customers in and out for, I don't know, 60, 70 bucks without any issues. That's not abnormal. I mean, that's a pretty respectable amount of money to pay for a service that, you know... Most people do not know how to or won't be able to do themselves. Um, you know, you got to, you got to, I got to say though, at one point it feels like sometimes they're so worried about, I, I feel like th now, I mean, I could be completely wrong, but the way I look at Office Depot and Office Max, being in retail as long as I have, I they make their money off their services, just like most companies. There's very yeah. few items in that oh, yeah, store. Yeah, it's all service-based now, yeah, right. unless you're Walmart. Right, and there's very few items or very few things in that store that I could see that's on a high margin. Uh, I'm oh, sure you'd be surprised. No, I'm they sure like things like... They make a crap ton of money on paper and ink. That's yeah. what I was about to say. I'm sure things like ink and paper, uh, for sure, and maybe even like some of the nicer high-end pens, like cross pens and... Uh, no, uh, you don't sell enough of those to actually keep a store open on that. Uh, no, I'm saying, but there's a little the bit majority, of majority. They make the majority of their money during back to school. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. When people come and they purchase a whole crap load of that stuff. They make a lot of money during tax season. Yep. When people come in to pick up the, the you know, the, the physical tax, tax forms. forms that you have to have because small businesses can't afford to have a expensive service come in and do all their taxes for them. Yeah, and they also can't afford an entire department to run their taxes for the year, right? Um, and they make a lot of money off of ink and toner. Oh, it doesn't surprise me, but the money maker for any company is services because it's almost pure profit. Yep. And then, of course, you know they have you pushing services like you know computer repair. They have you pushing services like uh, like protection plans. Yep. On a, a specific, mostly electronics, but. Anything with like moving parts or whatever you could get a protection plan for. Um, we used to make a killing on pencil sharpeners for teachers. <laughs> but believe me, every one of those pencil sharpeners we sold a replacement plan on 
would come oh, back. Oh, they were used. Yeah. Would come back a month later, just so gummed up with crap, and we'd, we'd swap it out for them, and they'd pay for another plan. So instead of paying $45 for a new pencil sharpener, they paid the $5 protection plan. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. there are that... certain things that you just... I mean, look, I... Despite the fact that I've been in the retail industry for so long, uh, I know you guys have been as well, or at least have a pretty good idea of its inner workings. I, I still feel like warranty plans, especially on some things, they're worth it. Yeah. I mean, because... It all depends. If you can see yourself breaking it, <laughs> then or, you should get a protection plan. Right. Or, you like, the way I look at it, like, especially, like, let's let's switch a little bit to cars... Like, you get the warranty not because the car is crap. You get the warranty just as a peace of mind because, you know, you buying a car is... All cars is, break down eventually. Not, yeah. only, not only that, but the more the way I look at it is cars are an emotional buy. You are emotionally attached to it. You're not really buying a car for u- utility and use. Uh, at least I don't. Now, there are people out there that are more A to A, from point A to point E, as long as it gets them there. They're okay with the Econobox. Not me. I got to really love my vehicle to be able to drive it. And, Ooh. you yeah. know, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Considering <laughs> but, but your first. My first. Right. But but at the same time, you know, I bought the warranty and I bought the extent, the best warranty they offer. Because, for one... It was a brand new engine. No one really knew anything about it. Two, you know, I had a lot. There's a lot of electronics that were relatively new at the time when I bought the computer or the car. That, you know, I don't know if it's going to break down or not. I don't know what it, kind of things. Did that save you a lot of money because you had issues with it? Yeah, my car, my car engine blew up. But that wasn't actually that. I wouldn't have had to pay out of the pocket one way or the other, no. regardless. Yeah. Because that was that had something to do with bad gas and a certain company that you know apparently released a bad batch of gasoline, uh, premium gasoline that didn't work well with 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 certain boxer, engines. Yeah, only boxer style engines. Right, which you know it happens unfortunately. Uh, but they you know they paid for everything. They played, they paid for the two times my car blew up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Your car was in the shop for like three months yeah, was, or something. Yeah, well, for what? So, so the car was in the shop for like a a week, like a week or two, and they gave me like a rental car. So they're like, okay, it's gonna be X amount of time. Well, they had to get they had to ship in parts to 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 fix the engine. And they're like, are you sure you didn't go to this one place because we just started getting reports of of this? You know how many places I go to shop for gas? Like at that time, I was driving maybe about fifty miles a day, easy, maybe sixty. Um. And so I, you know, I stop off at a couple different gas stations every week. And so I couldn't honestly remember which gas station I stopped off at. And, you know, of course, that means they don't touch the gas. They just figure, okay, maybe it was just a bad install or whatever from the factory. So they fix the engine. I, I, I drive a block, I, a block away from the dealership, and my car engine blew up. Again. <laughs> Again. And, uh, well, this time it really blew up. Like, it didn't just, like, stop working. It blew up. Um, and so I think that was an extra month because, uh, at that point, I checked my, my bank statement. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did stop at this, at this gas station a couple times. And so they had, I had to provide proof and then, uh, they had to get, 
in contact with the the company that was handling all those issues and they had to approve of the uh the the fixes and get me another rental vehicle at that time so you know it was a little bit of an ordeal but you know they they paid for the gas and they gave me a uh gift card which i never used again (laughs) yeah Uh, why would you (laughs) well right and i gave it to my significant other uh she used it in her car because her car was a regular car so you know it doesn't it didn't didn't affect it at all um but but you know even then uh, you know, I've had the, the, the clock face replaced twice just because the, the digital uh, readout changed a couple times for some reason. Uh, I had my speakers replaced in there a couple times because that, that's covered under warranty. Um, you know, uh, a couple of light uh, systems didn't work properly for whatever reason, so they fixed that. So I've used my warranty. You know, it, it worked really well in my, in my, in my end. But, you know, TVs, I've done the same thing with TVs. Mm-hmm. I've had my, my, I've had two TVs replaced under warranty, was able to get most, if not all my money back that I paid for the item and was able to upgrade to a newer item. Uh, naturally, I stayed away from that certain technology that it didn't work so well in my favor. But, you know, I mean, I think it, I think it pays. I mean, if you, if you have the money to replace the item that you, you bought, and it doesn't affect you, like you know, I I totally get that. I I could see yourself uh uh doing that, but like my phone, I drop, and I'm I'm working in a in a very abusive environment for. I mean, for everybody drops their phone at some point. It's yeah. right. So almost impossible so, not to. So protection plans are definitely a must in that case. I don't I don't. And the thing is though, if I'm going to pay a two hundred bucks for a warranty or whatever. I'm not paying a hundred or hundred bucks for a really for an OtterBox. I'm just not. I'd rather yeah. use my warranty. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it really depends if you if damaging the phone and they replace it and they make you buy a new warranty. I would probably go the OtterBox route to try to avoid that. Okay. Or maybe not OtterBox, but at least some kind of case. Right, right, right. But if it like in the instance with a car and they're just repairing it. The warranty is still intact. It's not voided by new product. So I grew up in a household that was expressive on all warranties are shit. You never buy extended. You can always fix it. And, and that, all that of this. was true. And during it's that true. It is, yeah, that... it is 100% true. Most of the time you can fix it for cheap. But here's the thing. You have to have the time to do that. And <laughs> especially working retail that we like we do or like David and I do. Like, for instance, I went to the doctor today and just to get, get a normal checkup and stuff. And then I'm like, I had to make the appointment on Monday because I knew I had today off. But it's it, it like, for instance, I need to change the oil on my truck because it's yelling at me. And I'm like, OK, now I have to wait till next week to do it because I don't have off again. Right. So working retail, you don't have these consistent days off. And if something happens... You have to set time and take it off to get it done. Right. And that's why I'm just like, you know, I should just get a warranty and not have to worry about it. Um, That's the one thing I wish I had done on my vehicle is gotten a warranty. Um, I didn't, but I'll just deal with it when stuff happens. Well, so so one of the things is like the like, for example, if you're you're going warranty, um, my my phone. 
whom I I love my 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 Apple phone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I actually had to use my Apple warranty for the first time uh, uh, about a month ago. Yeah. Um, it, it's like a year and a half into the warranty. Never even used it. Ne- uh, you know, never touched the the warranty. But yeah, I like that peace of mind. Yeah. One hundred percent. I, so I, I put my phone in my back pocket, which I normally don't do on on my in my wallet pocket. Well, in that at the time I had a couple of business cards from different vendors in my wallet, plus I had a notebook in my wallet, and then I put my phone on top of that. So I had to sit down on the floor to do some restocking on the very bottom back end shelf, and I cracked my screen. My big fat ass cracked my screen. Nice. I was so upset. Like I was like, I my phone it, it's so perfect. Like, oh god, I scratched. And it's, the thing is, it's though, always worst when you break your first phone. Yeah. Like the well, first time you break a phone, you're like, oh shit, it can't happen to anyone. I have fortunately never cracked a phone. I've cracked plenty of glass screen protectors. Oh yeah. Um, I've never like destroyed a screen. Uh, I've had like. Small cracks, like on the very edge, uh-huh. that didn't cross the screen. So I consider myself lucky there. Yep. Yeah. Oh. I don't. I don't feel like I. I haven't like dropped a phone and had it just be ghettoified immediately. Well, you know. The only time I've used Apple's or any type of warranty on broken things was my Apple Watch. Right. The stupidest thing ever. I didn't crack the screen. None of that. The stupid button quit clicking. <laughs> <laughs> wow like you know how when you click the with the digital crown in it makes like a satisfying feel yeah yeah click. mine didn't do that and i'm like what is this crap so i actually did uh apple's chat they said try this out i was like okay i tried it still doesn't work okay here's what we'll do you was can send squishy? us your watch and then five days later we'll send you one i was like uh no what about you guys sending me one and i send you one send mine back they're like okay we'll just put a hold on your card once we receive your old watch you are taken care of i was like let's do yeah, that don't fucking do that no uh, it's apple it's a little bit different <laughs> <laughs> but i did that and i was like okay cool <laughs> so it was fine so but that's not the end of my saga guys oh boy yeah so so i take my phone got it repl- so the thing is though i cannot be without my phone obviously uh, most uh, um um I have to be available twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Um, you know I'm salary being a salary so, manager, right? Yeah. And so and that it is it is what it is, and it's legitimate. I have to be available um, mainly because I answer alarm calls. Um, you know my associates will call me. No, it no with uh, they, and they will call me. You know it, it does happen. Um. So that being said, um, we have, uh, so I had to get my phone fixed right away. I went to the Apple store. They were able, I I was able to schedule an appointment the same day, uh, just after I got off of work. Lucky. I was lucky there. So what's really cool about Apple in this case is when I first bought my phone, having to replace the screen would have cost me 200 bucks. I was okay with that. I understand uh, with especially with my with this particular phone that I have, it's the whole entire phone. Um, not only that, but you know it houses. It, it's also uh, got special sealants on it to be waterproof. 
protected and all kinds of other crap that you know most places can't really fix that well yet um, without damaging something. Ironically, as I say that, my phone uh, screen stopped accepting uh, touch interface every once in a while. So, which happened about right? It happened about two weeks after the fact. Yeah. uh, After I got it replaced, which was okay, whatever. That's also happening during the bachelor trip. No. Yeah, it was going on when we were at the bachelor party. I don't remember that. You were complaining about it, and you were trying to was no, it was a wedding. It was at the wedding. Oh. Yeah, it was at the wedding. No, okay, yeah. see, oh. I had it replaced before. No, I had it replaced before the bachelor party. Yeah, it was at the bachelor party. You had issues with touchscreen. No, 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 that was at the wedding. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're thinking of the yeah, time it was at the before... wedding. He had issues with the the unlock. Right. Yeah. And so I was trying to desperately show you guys that's not me. <laughs> it was. Anyway, so 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 Apple was like, okay, that's that's definitely weird. So I took it back to the a different Apple store. They look at it, and I was lucky beyond lucky because that's just a really random issue to have. I already reset my phone, completely wiped it, restarted from scratch just because, you know, usually when something like that happens, it's app-related. It's a bad app download. It's interfering and causing a lag. Yep. I get that. So I thought that something. I, I did the whole troubleshooting thing. It still didn't work. I took it to Apple. I'm like it has to be hardware. I know it's weird, but I it it and it's it's intermittent. Luckily, as soon as the the tech came back, I decided I would unlock my screen. The touch screen stopped working. He couldn't get it back to work. During some of his tests, it, it passed all the Apple tests. And yep. but it would still freeze every once in a while on him. Well, the digitizers would stop recognizing the the finger. So, they were able to replace the phone entirely. And I didn't have to out of pocket anything. Wow! But before I forget, though, the screen itself was two hundred bucks to replace when I first bought the uh, the, the phone. Well, they prorate it now, so yeah. to replace the screen for me now, uh, a year and a half later, was thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I didn't so, expect to pay that little. So, what I want you to consider is, where's I gonna go with this? Uh oh, the reason. Because they replaced your phone, right? Yeah. Just a compl- brand new one out of the box? No, no. It was a refurb. I guarantee you it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, they're certified you know, refurbish. I can, I can guarantee you, because once he saw that issue, he was like, nope, you're getting a new phone very quickly, right? Yeah. You know why? Why? Because they, they screwed up. Oh, I guarantee no. you they didn't. No. Well, it's okay, not because why? they screwed up. It's because it's a new issue that none of them have seen before. And getting their hands on it and being and being able to figure out how to fix that issue will re- will result to more people being a, or more phones being able to be repaired in the future hmm. if the issue hits starts hitting more phones. Right. Okay. Whether it's phones sense. being replaced because of the first issue, you know, from screen cracks or whatever. Yeah. Uh, whether it's it is a software issue. I mean, there's they they'll be able to figure out exactly what it is. And it becomes a repairable issue very quickly. Or right. if it's a software issue, it could be something that could be patched. Or hotfixed, right. So that, and, or hotfixed so that it doesn't affect as many people. And it could save them millions down the road by swapping out one phone very early well, on. Ironically, he did it because he put it under a repair uh, where it's like, you know, 
There's nothing they can do. They just need to replace it. They replacing the right. screen won't fix the issue. So you know, either it's way, a case, it's a case study. No, and I get that. That's fine. That's perfectly fine because at the end of the day, I got a working phone, and it was quickly achieve. I was able to quickly achieve that. Um, Which is not something the rest of this podcast has been able to do with at Apple. <laughs> I, I don't know I what like it is. Two of our missing with, members have had so many issues at Apple trying to replace. I have never, I have never had. A, I do, yeah, a, an ex, a extended experience of bad with Apple. I've always had premium service. The people were always good, um, but at the same time, you know, I think it's. I think I just get lucky because. You know, especially at certain certain stores, I know a lot of people that work there. Well, and... you want to know what another advantage you have, at least over Jeff? What? Is you work retail, so you have random hours. And yeah. you generally have to be at work during peak retail hours. That's yeah. true. That's the other so thing. So is... I'm, I'm, yeah, and so I come in at all peak hours. I think Todd hours. went on his day off and, like, yeah. ruined a whole fucking day off. Yeah. But it's... <laughs> In all fairness, he had a really weird issue, too. Jeff either went after work one day or on the weekend, which is suicide for trying to get stuff during that Apple store. Oh, yeah, he did try to go during lunch. Yeah. That was dumb. Well, that's because that's when everyone else tries to get shit done right away. Exactly. That's the thing is. There are some (laughs) benefits of working retail. Don't try to go to Apple to get your phone fixed on your lunch break. It's not going to happen. No. You can go to Apple and buy a new phone on your lunch break and probably get done in about an hour and a half. (laughs) that's a hell of a lunch break Uh, yeah tell me about it but i just my thing is is can you go to a samsung store and get your phone fixed i don't think so no you can't that's the thing they had a samsung store they closed it down womp womp but like my thing is is people talk crap about apple and all this jazz but they have a good model for business They they really do Apple yeah. is also more than their phones. I know yes. Samsung does more than phones, but, but Apple does other things better. Than when just when their Samsung phones. opened their store, what was their focus? Uh, tablets and phones. Right, mobile yeah. devices. Mobile. Yeah. When Apple started opening Apple stores, what was their focus? It was computer. Well, also Apple It'd opened be... their stores how long ago? Well, right, no, no, but but they Apple's their focus. Stores has shifted to heavy iPhone, but they still have a massive presence for computers. They have the Apple presence, yes. Well, And it, you don't get the Apple experience anywhere else. Right. And, and you that's would get the, thing. the Samsung experience at a Best Buy. You would get the Samsung experience probably at a T-Mobile or a Verizon. Right, you don't... Yeah, there's, yeah the thing... That's, that's what makes Apple unique in this case is the fact that they have a dedicated retail space and a dedicated support team in those in that in that retail space where you can't get that anywhere else. Uh Samsung tried to do that. The problem is there's very few true experts that only one or two people can 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 do it all. There there's just very few de- people that can do it all in that sense, which is why Apple has so many team members in their stores. Um, yep. My significant other pointed it out when we were at the Apple store the other day getting my phone fixed. She's like, there's like about 20 Apple people, not necessarily just sitting around doing nothing, but they're available for customers at any moment. Yeah. yeah. And no other retail space has that. Yeah. 
Holy crap, that's uh, pretty interesting. Well, I mean, if you think about it, a typical store is about the same size as, say, an average computer department in a very large Best yeah. Buy. Okay? Yeah. So They're you're pretty looking small. At, right. So you're looking at maybe, I, I don't really know. Three times the employees on hand at any given time than a Best Buy would. An entire store of Best Buy. Yeah, that's would what I have, mean. Yeah. So, and that's so, including vendors and stuff. Like, but what also makes it interesting is that they're more profitable per per square, per foot, square foot. Yep. Than oh, yeah. any other retail space either. So, so it's a really fascinating that that they can do that. Well, I mean, they don't need a whole lot of space for it. There's right. already a massive demand. Right. They literally they can get you in such a small space because they know you're going to come to them for it. Right. I just I think it's just amazing uh that their that their model works the way it does. Uh, it's just it's just uh it's it's fascinating. Yeah. Uh but speaking of Apple, uh we <laughs> just had their 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 little uh keynote about a week ago. A week or two, yeah. Yeah. So so, AirPods so two. So AirPods two, which wasn't really mentioned in their keynote. Was it not? No. So AirPods 2 was released a week before the keynote. Yes, it uh, was. Uh, the new Air, Air, AirPods, uh, all the updates released a week, be- uh, two weeks before the, the keynote. Um, I think they mentioned that they were doing like a new line for, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's really it that, that I can remember off the top of my head. That they announced like a couple of hardware updates, which is usually what dominates uh-huh. their their keynotes. This keynote was very different. They they mostly were talked about their new services and their software. Yep, yep. Which is very rare for Apple to to focus well, specifically on that. Wasn't it? DC? Yeah, they went they went services. Mm-hmm. Wasn't this WWDC though? No. Oh oh no! Is there? Um... Oh, it's from the Steve Jobs Theater. Yeah, this it's is the their keynote. mid mid. This isn't their. This was just book. like a little over a week ago. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I just couldn't. Remember. They have they have three three announcement conferences things events. Right, a right. year. Um, so I don't, I'm not surprised. I did watch a little bit of it. Um, God, they're pushing that Apple TV app so hard, and I, of course they are. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be the same like it was with iTunes. What made iTunes unique was they they sat there and they said uh, without any real permission from from anybody, you know what we're going to go ahead and we're going to say that twelve dollar album you pay for every time we're going to sell each song for a dollar and you can actually pick and choose what you like you don't have to listen to all the other crap in the album. But you got that U two <laughs> album. <laughs> well, oh yeah, well you know that that was a uh, that was a well, bad move they... on Apple's part. Although to be honest with you, that was one of the very few times I actually listened to YouTube, and I kind of liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of liked hear it. You say that. <laughs> no, Jim. I could. I could feel Jim. Uh, I could feel Jim screaming Jim is, at the speakers right now. Jim doesn't know why, but he is very angry at David right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's disturbance. Like, I, I, I feel a tingle in the force. <laughs> Somebody yeah. likes you too, and Kevin right, said so, he liked Imagine Dragons. <laughs> right, so thought, somebody break, somebody break down this new Apple News Plus thing for me, because I've seen a little bit about it, but I don't know so, entirely. Like, so what basic, made Jeff dive in instantly? So you got to remember, Jeff. Jeff is uh Jeff gives it a hundred percent percent to just about anything new that he gets to play with. 
Uh, I mean, yes really... and no. He he does like to stay up to date on stuff. Well, what what's really unique about Apple News Plus is that instead of paying five dollars or twenty dollars for each magazine subscription, you pay this one monthly fee for for uh, different hot articles from each magazine. So you get portions of each subscription without having to pay for the full subscription. Does that make sense? Wait, so you don't get all of each top stories like you don't get by access editors. to everything. It's like let's say it's Vogue. Right. You don't get access to ev- everything in the Vogue or uh, in the um, Vogue issue. No, it says cover to cover magazines. Is it? Okay, I could Yeah. Be, I just know that's going to say they... cuz I'm pretty sure you get everything. As yeah. well as some online, some of their online content too, because yeah. it's not just you know oh, I want to look through this issue. It's I want to look at articles by Vogue. I think you might and be you right. Can sort it by issue. I, I think I might be thinking of something. I think I might be thinking of something different. I might be thinking of the TV and confusing uh, yeah. some of the portions of the TV, the new TV experience with with the with the News Plus. Yeah, I just know that um, Jeff subscribed to. Um, a couple different magazines. Uh, we all joined his family. I'm apparently now his uh older his child, child, his uh, dependent. <laughs> oh, is he claiming you want his taxes now? That's gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I'm fucked if he does. Somebody's <laughs> um, getting audited. <laughs> what? Why do I owe forty thousand dollars? <laughs> um. But anyways, uh, so yeah, he, uh, so I got to see some of his subscriptions that he already, of course he got wired. Um, I, I didn't see a Playboy magazine in there. I don't uh, think they will allow it. Who yeah. is it? Why? Playboy doesn't do nude anymore. Uh, they, don't, they don't? No, they took out of the print. Yeah. They don't do nude anymore. Really? It's all articles. Like huh. they do, they do tasteful stuff, but they don't show like nipples and that anymore so they have nippleless women no they have <laughs> covered <laughs> well that's, what's what's the point if you can't see border, it's borderline pinup i so i had to sit there and i had to see 10 i get to see 90 percent of the breast but that one 10 percent of nipple i, I can't see because it's not tasteful right like, oh, okay that makes the, sense Except you can have a male nipple in there, so if you cut and paste a male nipple over the female nipple, oh my god, it's one hundred percent a okay. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know what? That's what they should do from now on. They should just plant paste man nipples over female nipples. <laughs> uh, that's actually happened online, and it like really fucks with the algorithms, and the, the pictures usually get taken down. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But... Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, um, I mean, it, from what I'm seeing here, it looks like it's like a you subscribe to it. There's only yeah. one option with Apple News Plus, and you just get everything. Yeah, uh, I haven't really got a chance to really play with it. I think what Jeff did is he went and picked the ones that he likes, and those yeah. are the ones that he is like notified when there's new stuff available. Oh, so I got PC World, Wired, and PC World again that got downloaded into my phone. Right, because those are set up like, these are the ones I want. Right. Whereas you could always go and say, say you want car and driver. You could go and say, I want car, the new issues of car and driver, and it would give those, it would, you know, download oh, those. when maybe they I guess I have to go under following. And yeah, it's probably a follow system. 
Interesting. Yeah. I may so, need to accommodate Sarah's iPad since she's under Jeff's account too. Oh, me and Sarah are, are, are brother and sister? Yep. That's weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so I do have one thing I got to say that I was excited about, guys. What's the, that? the The Apple Pay credit card. Really? I I got excited. Well, okay, so this is how it works. So Did you sign up for it yet? Uh no, that you can't sign up for it yet. It's not available okay. yet. Okay. When's it start? Uh, I, I don't know. I signed up for it. I'm supposed to get notifications as soon as it starts. Um, so gotcha. basically how it works is you, it's a pretty standard insurance rate for a credit card. It's like 16 to 25% depending on your credit. Um, but the, what's really unique is they're using Goldman Sachs. And so Goldman Sachs is not known to be a credit card bank anything. Like they don't really deal in consumer purchases so that's that for one that's very unique for them to be financially backing the credit card for for apple uh two everything is done in app so so what they're doing is nothing really new or or innovative in terms of of payment or plans that you can purchase or deal with uh from other credit card companies what makes it unique though is it's all under one brand card uh because like i'd say i think like um i think like amex allows you to do flexible uh down payment like the like late payment forgiveness i think uh discover cards one of the cards that really kind of innovated the whole um double uh, check your spending and and verify certain things like like you know that they were talking about so so what they're doing is they're kind of combining the best aspects of every credit card company, major credit card company, and kind of combining it under their brand. Um, but it's all digital. Uh, so everything is done through your Apple Pay, through your phone, or your watch. Uh, but what they did is they also took it a step further and said, you know what? We understand that not everybody is on our Apple Pay system. Yep. And so they're actually releasing a titanium uh Credit laser card. etched credit card yeah i see that yeah that, that actually and it's like it's like that space is it space gray uh it looks like it's that that really light gray i want to say it's Apple just rubs. regular naked of i think it's just naked titanium like they would do with their with their naked aluminum with their imax yeah. yeah it's it's pretty it's it's got that apple feel to it uh, i think it's gorgeous yeah it looks really i think nice. it's I think it's a step in the right direction, and I think it could also really start to put pressure on banks with well, like crazy credit service or credit card services. Uh huh. Because this Apple Card is looks like a really like they have zero fees for anything. Like no obviously fees. because yeah. it's all live and because like you get your your cash back on practically instantly with it. Right. So it it seems like it's uh. Yeah, and they also it's, itemize your your or categorize your your transactions so you can see where you yeah. spend most of your money. Like there's nothing new with it. It's just they took an existing thing, simplified it, took it all to, all together, and made it into one simple service that just works. They did right. They Apple it. Yeah, but that's kind of Apple's mo. They don't necessarily. That's, ever... what, that's what I'm saying. They Apple it. <laughs> They they literally did what Apple does. They they said, you know what, we can do this. We're gonna do it, and it's just gonna work. Right. 
You know what I'm kind of apprehensive about is the Apple Arcade, though. Uh-huh. That's that's definitely interesting because uh it's a it's a new style of service where they they what they're doing is they're taking uh a lot of indie games and and they're they're kind of making it so that you can play them on their Apple Arcade app. I or can see I think... this being huge if they go after indie games that are already on the market because so... it's hard to play indie games on a Mac. So yeah. that, so here here's the thing where it can get really really uh where I'm concerned. So one of the things that they do is that you can it's any anything in that subscription on their Apple Arcade, however much it may be. Let's say let's say it's twenty dollars just because it's I would say five dollars more than the average uh premium subscription from any one of our other services like like for example Origin or um uh Microsoft Xbox uh game pass um whatever else may be out there in the world uh where you can you know get a subscription based uh monthly payment system and you get all these extras and free games and whatnot what i'm worried about what i'm finding is what i'm thinking is going to be interesting is the no ads part the no in-app purchases there's a lot of mobile games out there right now that oh they my God, solely terrible they well it's i don't now here this is where I kind of think of it at it, this is where I kind of differ from a lot of people. I I see why people do it and there's a big business built on the fact that there's in-app purchases. Well, and why ads. do you think so many of the big gaming companies are producing mobile games? Look at uh, Diablo Immortal or not is it Diablo Immortal? Yeah. Look at Elder Scrolls uh, Swords. Right. And I and I applaud Apple for actively trying to fight against this to keep the gaming experience pure. Um, you know, the thing is, though, it's very hard for indie companies uh, to make mobile games in the current system that we have right now and actually yep. make it big uh, without having to do ads or in-app purchases. My only issue with that is controls. Okay, so, like, Controls what do you mean? are a pain in the ass on mobile. Yeah. Either you've got digital joysticks. Uh-huh. Or the game itself is based off of touching the screen. Yep. See, now there's certain games that I really actually enjoy playing uh, that that are touch based. But yes, I, I agree because there's certain right. games that the ones that are touch based are fun. Yeah, but like but I'm that... playing. I got into the uh, the early access for Elder Scrolls Blades. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, this game is freaking gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Like it it's it's like I'm playing Skyrim. But okay. You you're it's not an open it's not open world like Skyrim unfortunately. I gotcha. Uh it's like you're locked into the little town that you're recovering or the the specific mission that you go on, you're always in a cave or along a forest path and you can't, you know, stray from the path really. But the mechanics are pretty good. It's not like full-fledged customization like Skyrim was and the other right. Elder Scrolls games were. But for mm -hmm. a mobile game it's pretty good. Um, they've got a long way to go with the the way they've monetized it. Uh, you can only carry so many chests. You cannot drop them. And, like, the silver chests are a plague right now. Uh, they take three hours to open, or you can pay 36 gems to open it. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> and you I'll wait those six hours. And you can only, like, your your default is keeping ten chests at a time. You can fill your ten chests with silver chests in, the, in about thirty minutes. 
Of course. 30 minutes of gameplay, you're stuck with 30 hours worth of chests to open, unless you pay. Um, so it's there's lots of people like finding ways around it to keep their inventory with only the wooden chests, which only takes six seconds to open and that kind of shit. But I think it's it's an early access. They're going to figure it out. Hopefully. Yeah, I just with the whole mobile gaming thing, with how much like content is out there and everything, and how much is around, um, I don't know if hopefully they do like pull a lot of good indie developers and stuff like that, and like you get special perks and things. But personally, me, I don't play games on my phone. I use my phone mainly as content, so like streaming videos, stuff like that. Um, and then just communication and research and stuff along those lines for work. Um, but in terms of games, like, I'd say it, the last game I played was Fallout Shelter. You know what's funny? I'm still playing. (laughs) He's still playing Fallout Shelter. I love that game. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's only, there's only, like, every now and then I'll download, like, a quirky puzzle game when I'm bored and sitting somewhere and need something to do. Yeah. But I normally don't have a whole lot of games on my phone. Um, I've played. I play Pokemon Go. My whole family plays it, and then I'm playing this Elder Scrolls, and I am signed up to be a part of the early access for the Diablo Immortal, just because they are parts of series that I love, and I want to see how the mobile go- mobile version goes. Mm-hmm. No, I, I get that. I mean, mobile. You know what? Despite the crap that Diablo gets. And Blizzard gets for for doing what they did with the way Everyone they released it. Everyone has a phone, right? Um, uh, they've I, actually already started to turn around from that. They have pulled people off of the Diablo Immortal project. Yeah, and moved them toward an, uh, a since unnamed, well, an untitled Diablo project. project. Yeah, which so, we're hoping is Diablo Four, but you know, there's no there's no confirmation of that speculation. Right, I'm, I'm still, I'm still okay with it though. I'm okay with Immortal. I just feel like, like I said before, they just did it the wrong way. They released it the wrong way. Um, they, they hyped up the event like it was they were gonna make it, like they were gonna say Diablo Four, and they said, "Well, you have phones, don't you?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they should have done a lot better with that. But oh. Uh, are we done talking about this Apple stuff? Nope. One more thing. Uh-oh. The AirPad is dead! Alright, we're AirPad? Uh, you don't remember that? Do you not remember that? Oh, the Power Mac. Gotcha, okay, yeah. Right, so, so, for those who don't remember... I didn't know the actual name for it. For those who don't remember, uh, back when iPhone ten was released, or iPhone ten or X, as I call it. No, no. No, no, no. It was when it, no, it was oh, when, it was the ten. It was the ten. Yeah, they, they. That was when they said they were working on it, but it wasn't coming soon. Yeah. No, they said it would be coming in. Um, so they announced it in uh, October. They said it'd be ready for release next year. Uh, for for the for the spring, it would be a so 2017, 2018 spring release was when it was supposed to come out. Uh, obviously that didn't happen. Uh, we're now in twenty nineteen. They finally canceled the project um i and they were citing a lot of issues with overheating and uh unable to provide a stable 
uh, Apple experience, as they they claimed it was uh, one of the reasons why they don't have that project anymore. Which I was actually going to say was rather ambitious for them to start in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, I. It, it's a great concept. It's a great idea. It'd be really freaking cool. But just make your watch wireless Qi charging. Because that's the problem, is the watch is it Well, on top of that, it's also the the heat problem as well. I think we've discussed this before. When, you, when you're wireless charging, heat is generated between the two devices. And I think what they were saying is they couldn't get it stable enough. And also, Apple has extremely high standards, and they wanted it to look freaking amazing. And people are like, oh, well, there's other things out there and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, if you look at those, they're not anywhere near up to Apple's uh standards now the nomad yeah. one that they have looks pretty nice but it oh. is it is separate from the watch is separate from all three correct and i did see another one that was folding to be honest with you it looked like a piece of shitty plastic <laughs> um <laughs> but i'm just thinking like it would be it would be a cool concept and it would be awesome but i'm still a guy that at the end of the day i still plug in my lightning connector and I just put my phone on my dock and leave it right there. Well, see, the thing is, though, I can see why you would want to not have to use a physical adapter. There's a couple of pluses to, to not doing that. For one, um, you know, for, for people who like to listen to their music uh, and for some reason they still use a wired connection, you can wirelessly charge and use your lightning port uh, uh. to listen to music. Okay, so that's, that's that one makes plus. a lot more sense now because I'm like, why would I want to use that? Like, I have a, I have a wireless charger on my desk mm-hmm. next to my on my computer desk because when I'm at my computer, I don't want to have a another wire going through my desk. Right. So I just lay my phone on that, and I don't have to worry about that. But um, I didn't think about the headphone thing because every single headphone I use is Bluetooth. Yeah, same here. I'm not saying saying, you know, you know, it's 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 one of the pluses to wireless charging. Uh another wireless the reason why I also personally prefer wireless charging over uh physical charge through a cable is uh you know, a lot of the times when I have a when I have it hooked up to the cable, I have dogs. I have animals that like to uh-huh. run in and out, move around, and they especially seem to love either running in Catching between my cable. legs or catching the cable, especially yeah. with their tails. So I can't tell you how many times, which is why I refuse to update my 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 computer, uh, my laptop, oh. uh, with the MagSafe no longer being a thing. I just uh, thought about that. Yeah, no. I can't tell you how many times my adapter flew off, but not my computer. Well, they I can't make, tell you. They make like they make they make stuff. a MagSafe adapter, which I understand, but it's still not the same thing. You know, there's there 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 was a there was a standard that they created that was probably one of the best selling uh, uh, reasons to buy the MacBook. It was and, the yep. number one selling point for, for me. It was yeah. That, I don't know I mean, that it was the number one selling point, but it was definitely a huge plus. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't oh, tell you goodness. how many times my my stupid MacBook was saved because of the MagSafe uh, adapter. In fact, I probably need to get another adapter now, a power adapter for my MacBook, because my poor little uh, MagSafe is a little little beat up oh. <laughs> uh, towards the end there. Um, but but yeah, I mean, as an animal owner, uh, wireless charging is a little safer than having a cable kind of walk stretch across from my nightstand to my to my bed. 
uh, as I charge, I might be watching a movie or, or whatever. It, it's a little safer for my, my phone in that aspect. Um, I don't see so much of a need for wireless charging on your, on your watch. Uh, when it when it charges, but definitely uh, for my phone. I see a need for the wireless charging on the watch because that makes the watch water almost fully waterproof. No, no, no. I mean, like as in like a a separate. I mean, it's already wireless charging in uh-huh. a sense, but um, like having to magnetically attach your charger to your phone, it it's not an issue for me. Is what I'm saying. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because I don't necessarily have my foot, my watch stretched across the from the nightstand to the to the bed. You know what I mean? Yes, so maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's my thing on wireless charging. I, there's there's a lot of pluses to it. Uh, although for some reason, for a little while there, uh, my phone would stop charging. Uh, mid charge on a wireless charger, so I did start using the wire charger again. So I haven't <laughs> I haven't tried it on this new phone uh, or the new updates. So I th- I'm hoping that was a software issue. Yeah, I think the wireless charging is great. Um, I don't think you should get rid of ports, and that's what people are like. Oh, just get rid of the ports altogether. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, but what if you need to put something onto your computer? Right. That's my. I mean, you don't have. You don't have Bluetooth? Is, I, uh, I love it. a million other wireless connections. Bluetooth is sketchy. Like, we had wireless comes. data transfer before we had wireless charging. That's not Airdrop is great, but I have a PC. Well, Airdrop too. uses Bluetooth. Airdrop uses doesn't use Bluetooth. Airdrop is a uh, Bluetooth. NFC. It's network. It's Bluetooth. Oh. It's, on the phones, it's Bluetooth, but on the computers, it's network. Uh, no, it's Bluetooth. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Bluetooth. I could be wrong. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm right, but I feel like. Oh, no, you clearly were. Oh, really? You clearly were. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Proof. <laughs> you Where's your proof? I'm working on it. <laughs> I, th- so, I know it. Anyway, anyway. So, so there's that. Um, we'll come but, back to this in a moment. Alright, so <laughs> I want to talk to you guys about a little game called Anthem. Okay. Why? And how Anthem is the second step and possibly the final step burning down Bioware. <laughs> it, it, you know what? I keep hearing that Bioware is about to fold. Bioware is under a huge attack. Jason Schreier of Kotaku, uh, which everybody who follows video games and like news about video games should know who Jason Schreier is. If you don't, go look him up uh, and definitely look up the expose he wrote on the production of Anthem. He had 19 separate sources from within Bioware and just everything that was going wrong the, through the entire production process. Hey, David. Yes? It was Wi-Fi. Damn it! Got him, Ghost. And Bluetooth. <laughs> and Bluetooth. We were both right. <laughs> nice. So back to Bioware dying in a pit of fire. Bioware is dying in a pit of fire. Okay. Um, they... Bioware and EA is going to take a big blow from this. 
and it's likely that because EA is going to be the one that takes the blame and to recoup their losses they're going to probably shut down Bioware oh wow would be I my, mean, would be my guess when was the last really good Bioware release uh Dragon Age right which was and I would say that's arguable no Dragon Age was crazy was crazy uh it was well popular received. and it, it was, it was well, well received. received i didn't particularly care for the game myself i got bored with it really quickly yep. but it's just not my cup of tea kind of game so you yeah, know I never that it. was me personally i never but, played it like i never it seemed like every time i saw it i was like hey that looks interesting i should look into that and then it's like i'd go start look into it and i was like oh, no, i'm i'm good uh, and I think I that's did. part of their issue. Like, you know, one of their last really popular games, uh, aside from Mass Effect 3, which I would say was probably... I would feel like it's their last big IP. Uh, well, Mass Effect and... Uh, no, no, don't Dragon say Age that Harlot, name. They're only big ones that are right now. <laughs> he was about to say Andromeda. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm don't saying say Mass Effect name. as a whole, like as an IP. Um, okay. But no, because Andromeda flopped so hard, and now Bio or now Anthem is taking a huge beating. And with this Jason Schreier article, and then EA and Bioware have both had really shitty responses, basically saying, uh, basically trying to discredit Jason Schreier because you know they don't obviously they don't agree. But this this article is destroying EA and Bioware over the whole crunch time issue. And other companies are scrambling to cover their own bases because of this. Right. Like, this is looking... And I'm not comparing it to the Me Too movement, but it's starting to catch fire, similar to how the Me Too movement did. People who are guilty of the same crime are rushing to just to hide or to correct themselves because I think once Bioware folds you're going to start seeing other studios either fold or have to change in over this whole crunch time debacle uh so you think that crunch time was a factor for anthem uh it's been said uh you remember when we were playing the uh, the public beta? Yeah. And they were saying it's a it's a six week old build. You know this this is this this build six weeks old. Oh really? They made they they said it in a way to make you think that you know oh that we had this build done six weeks ago we've already done corrections from here. Yeah. It. Actually, the the way they're saying it, uh, the the way that it's coming out in these articles, it's seeming more and more like that build was started practically from the ground up in the last six weeks. It's closer to the truth than that build being six weeks old. Wow. Everything about, about Anthem has been completely torn down and rebuilt and torn down and rebuilt. And it took them so long to pen things down throughout yeah. the entire process of coming out with this game. Keep in mind, this game's been in production for like seven, eight years. Um, it was actually supposed to have a different name. Uh, the name that it was supposed to be escapes me. I can actually look that up really quickly. Hopefully. Right. 
<laughs> Anthem? Or... Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Anthem had another name to begin with. Uh, it was Project Dylan before they had a, a name for it. And then they were planning on calling it... Beyond. It was supposed to be called Beyond, and then when they, you remember when they sh- had that big showing? I think it was about two years ago at one of the conventions, and everybody was like, "This game looks so good." Right. Okay. Two days before that was brought out, they completely rebranded it to Anthem. Interesting. Because EA decided Beyond was going to be too much of a uphill battle. For copyright and trademarking and all that. Uh-huh. And so they scrapped the name entirely and went with a backup name that they had that didn't make anywhere near as much sense. And it makes even less sense now than it did when they made that change. Basically, everything about this game is is a mess right now. Right. And, and you can't really... I can't really be surprised by that because if it's true that this game was developed under crunch, which again is it while it's not a good practice in my opinion, it is an accepted practice in gaming development. Yes. Um for those who don't know what crunch is, crunch is when you spend uh in theory because um Back in 2004, EA uh, was repu- uh, a game developer published a, a, a letter called the EA Spouse, where they accused uh, the company EA of enforcing cruel crunch practices, basically saying that there was months of man- mandated overtime where you had to work overtime. Some of these weeks were up to 85 hours long yep. on working on these games. So you have to think that's a lot of hours sitting in front of a computer, looking at code, uh, numerous complaints of uh, extreme eye strain to the point of losing focus on uh, any type of being ability to see. Um, You got to think of uh, physical and emotional tolls and mental health uh, issues. uh, Mental health is the big one with this. Right. They said they they had people going on leave for months at a time. Uh huh. And then sometimes people just didn't come back. Right. Because, oh, <laughs> well, you got to think about it. It's, it. As weird as this is about to sound, it's almost like a form of post traumatic stress. Yeah. Uh, mainly because, you know, when you, when you sit there and you listen and see things over and over again, I don't know if after seeing or working 85 hours a week for six to eight weeks, I would even want to stare at a computer screen, let alone any type of a screen. And we can't even brew our own coffee without looking at an LCD screen anymore. I wouldn't be able to do it. That I mean, these people are stronger than I am. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's that's got to be intense. Uh, and, and not only that, but it's actual like brain numbing thinking. As in, you have you have a bug, you have to hunt it down. You go through lines and lines of code trying to recreate the issue, seeing what's causing these issues to happen, and then try to fix it. You know, and, and I, I almost guarantee you the crunch 
you know, kind of also takes in after the the release of the game because they have to still do uh, fixes on the uh, hot fixes on the game because there's very rarely a time where you don't have a day one patch. Oh yeah, no, it's and they're they're still trying to fix it because they obviously they want to turn it into a profitable game. Mm-hmm. Despite the issues that they're going through now, they still want to fix the game, but they also don't. They also have to fix their public image and not, you know, work their people to death just to fix it. Right. So, can we also talk about that they fired 350 of their employees not too long ago? Uh, So, so that was EA. So does that? Okay, that was EA, not Bioware. Oh, okay, gotcha. Right, but Bioware is a part of EA. I mean, I feel like I feel like EA. Now, I I don't know the inner dynamics of this company. I cannot tell you how it works, but I feel like you would be able to take some of those people and resources and move them into a project where you could use more people. You could use more uh, uh, van power to be able to create an, uh, a, a AAA title. Yeah. I, I could be wrong, but I feel like that could be the case where, you know, utilize your resources in a in a effective way so that, yeah, you're right, crunch time is a part of the business, but it doesn't have to be that bad. You don't have to be overly stressed trying to deal with more of a game. Do your one little part, and you are and you feel like you don't have as much of a strong responsibility to not only your your community as a gamer, but also your, um, your company. Because I guarantee a lot of these people have a strong sense of uh, pride in their work. Yeah, I just... Oh, man. Yeah, they've got... I just think that the game industry itself is really dying. I don't think it's dying. I think there is a lot of very old branches of the game industry that are that are dying. But there's a lot that needs to be... I think we're about to see an indie revolution in the gaming industry. Yeah, it's all battle royale. All the big studios <laughs> are going to start crumbling... Uh, old IPs are going to be lost or bought up by the the few remaining major publishers, and probably Disney. never produced to their full to their full potential again. Disney, and, and I really think <laughs> that honestly, if it, if Disney started buying up IPs and studios, it'd probably be for the best. I, I I'm a little mm. worried about Disney owning all of this IP, um, because such as Marvel, Star Wars. I mean. All I know is that Princess Leia is a Disney princess now, so I'm okay with that. It's just, it's just like business. Having too much grip of one market, too yep. much hold of one market is not a good thing. Whether it, people agree with it or not, at, to a certain extent, it is not a good thing. Because at one point, they can just say, fuck you, and walk away, and you have no other content. So, so Kevin, you do realize that Disney has owned most of these properties already through subsidiaries? Subsidiaries, yes. So the thing is, though, what they're doing is they're they're reconsolidating some of their properties. So, So Disney owns Fox. You know that, right? No, I did not know that. Yeah, I think if I, I could be wrong, but if I remember seeing like a like a, a graph of everything that Disney owned, I believe Disney owns Fox. So they've owned a lot of these IPs already. They just and for some reason they 
they could would for whatever legal reason they couldn't work together. But I believe uh I believe because of the fact that they're they're able to now they do able to, yes. Yeah, they're able to 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 consolidate a lot of their IPs. Um so it's it's not like they didn't already have the ability to to make them all work together at already. It was there was no reason to until very recently. Um I feel like Disney is the name that they're trying to use to appease people who want a certain level of care dedicated to beloved franchises. Um Marvel I think it's being that Disney has a better name than the names that they were under. Yeah. Right. Is what David's trying to say. Right. So so people people when they when I when I think Disney I think of wonderful classics like Snow White, Lion King, um Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, yeah, of, Donald Duck all of and what the, he represents. Right. And, right. And so so you got to think you know, those very beloved characters haven't really had points in their their life where you've had issues or you've had scandal or you've had people directly opposed to the evolution of those characters because they really haven't gone through a lot of evolution. Um, and those franchises stay pretty intact. Um, I could watch a Tom and Jerry's cartoon now and they could do a reboot of Tom and Jerry's and you wouldn't see a lot of difference. A lot of people would probably be a little accepting, more accepting of Tom and Jerry reboot. Um, but things like uh, Star Wars where George Lucas hurt his own franchise trying to bring about the prequels. Uh, Disney, I feel like, would have been able to handle that situation a lot better. And and they proved it by releasing the the sequels. And and people, even though there may have been some disagreement about the direction of the of where the characters went, it's generally thought of as a excellent trilogy, at least so far. Um, whether or not the spinoff series is uh, uh, as widely accepted is a completely different topic altogether. But being able to do the same thing with Marvel, I think, is is important because uh, with the most important face of Marvel now passed on people need to look into look at a company with a good reputation to be able to take care of a beloved franchise such as Marvel and, and be able to take good care of it in a, in a way that honors not only the 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 person that created these beloved characters but we feel like they would stay true to those characters uh in a way that uh, is appropriate, and I think Disney is one of those few companies that can do that. At least that's my thought on it. Yeah, yeah. I just—it's just a little. Well, you're worried that it's too much. Yeah, I'm worried it's too much because if you look at it in terms of okay, first off, Kevin's going on a rant a little bit here. Okay, <laughs> do it, Kevin. I am sick and freaking tired of superhero movies. Aww. I'm done. I am just done. Like, I don't care anymore. People are asking me constantly, you going to see Endgame? No, it's three hours and fucking 20 minutes long. 
Why am I going to sit in a movie theater when I can't even stay awake for an hour and a half, two hour movie, let alone a three hour and 20 minute movie of something I don't care about? I don't care about superheroes anymore. I'm done. There's too many backstories. I didn't grow up with comics. I didn't grow up with a superhero thing. So it doesn't entertain me. I'm just sick and tired of it getting pushed down my throat. And that's all that's out there. I, I, I'm kind of right there with you. I'm not quite at the point where I'm yeah. like, fuck Endgame, because I want to see Endgame. I, I didn't think, care about whatever the last Avengers was. I cared about the I first think I'm Avengers. Going to be a, I think I'm going to be a casual Marvel movie fan after Endgame. Like, everybody's like, did you see Captain Marvel? Did you see this one? Did you see this side story? Oh, they're going off and doing this universe now. Who the fuck cares? My god, you have 18 fanboys that are like, oh, the hard-ons, when in reality it's, it's, it's crippling the movie industry for actually having good content. But is it though? Because they're making a crap ton of money. It's not, it's not, no, I didn't say crippling them for making money, I said it's crippling them for making good content that, that basically, and referring to not superhero movies. You say new and yeah. original movies. Yeah, new and original movies. There's no, when was the last new and original movie you saw? Uh, Crazy Rich Agents. Hey, mine too. <laughs> but you can't blame that on the on the superhero movies. I can't because ah! they, no, you can because of the fact that oh, why should we make something original when we know superhero movies will make money? Okay, who's I mean making the superhero movies. Disney, Marvel. <laughs> okay, Disney and Marvel. Sony. What about all the other movie studios? Universal didn't they make a? What was the last movie they made? What was what was the last movie they made? Fast and Furious. <laughs> I mean, they they went overboard right, with but, the whole Fast but what and Furious thing. Is Disney can focus on on the movies they want. Mm-hmm. Can't blame one genre of movies but, on. But see, I the, can. Uh, I mean, you can. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I'm to David I'm, here for a minute. I'm sorry, Kevin, but I'm going to have to channel Jim on this one <laughs> and say there's a lot of movies out there that are really excellent that don't necessarily follow the superhero trope. It's um, just I haven't been like the last movie I really wanted to see was um uh, Solo. I got to see Solo and I was actually really happy about that. Um, I didn't like that movie. Yeah, I didn't like it. That wasn't an original movie. Yes, it was. That was just another Star Wars movie. Oh, gotcha there. I knew that was coming. Um, But it it answered a lot of things. But it's just... No, I agree with you on that, but it's... I mean, like, I'm... I think think what's happening is... I'm over the Star Wars movies, because I was never a huge fan. Huh? When was the last Star Wars movie? Two years, years ago? ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. When was the last? When was the last Avengers movie? Or when was the last Marvel movie? Oh. A month ago. When was the one before that? Three months before that. Yep. So I, I That's think because right... there is a lot more. It's because they have a very large and very widespread plan on how to move forward with the Marvel universe. Okay. Uh, so so let's talk about what's releasing within the next year. Let's say this year. Let's just talk about the 15 big movies that are releasing this year. Avengers 4 in May. Uh, Star Wars Episode 9 in December. Uh, I would say this is still a relatively... It's becoming a bigger franchise. It, Chapter 2, in September. Frozen was just announced. It will be released in November. 
Lego the movie is was released, was released. this February. February. Yeah. Wonder Woman two is releasing in November. Captain Marvel just released. Lion King is releasing again. Uh, uh, or Lion King the live action movie is releasing in July. Aladdin is releasing a live action is releasing releasing in May. Toy Story four is releasing in June. Dumbo uh, the live action movie is releasing in March. Spider-Man 2. Hang on a second. How many of those movies did you just list that were all Disney? Most of them. Uh, Lego movie? Lego movie wasn't. It wasn't. Wonder Wonder Woman Woman isn't. is not. Wonder Woman is not. DC. But. Uh, Yeah. Oh, I'm still not done. Spider-Man 2 is releasing in July. How to Train Your Dragon (laughs) is releasing or released already uh, a Two days ago, uh, March first. Shows you how many people want to watch that. Hold on, Wick Chapter Three is releasing in May. Okay, Glass released back in January. So there's like maybe two, two movies in this whole list of fifteen movies that are releasing this year that are big names, mind you, not necessarily uh, uh, original content or any of the other movies that are releasing out there. But these are con- generally considered the big fifteen. Only, actually, none of them are new IPs. Yeah, none of them yeah. are new IPs. Now, John Wick is probably the newest IP. Mm, I would venture to say it's not the new. It's not a new glass. Is there a new IP okay. when they're on their third movie? No, no, no. What, like movie. out of all the IPs that Fourth are there. Movie, sorry. Out of all the IPs that are there, I would say it's one of the newest ones. Uh, it's either that or Glass, because you got to think yeah. uh, it takes. Uh, well, so the thing is, though, I don't feel like Unbreakable was a part of a trilogy. I never thought it to be a part of a trilogy until Split came out, and then because M Night Shyamalan suddenly how somehow did a phenomenal job. Sixteen years later, they're making it a trilogy, um, or they made it into a trilogy. Uh, the thing is, though, like I said, like, well, so, so John Wick is not a new IP. It came out, what, like six I'm years ago? Up, I'm looking that up right now. Uh, you know, and, and How You Train Your Dragon 3, obviously not a oh, new no. IP. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man is just continuing the trend. Same thing with Dumbo, Aladdin, and Lion King. They're all coming off the of the success. Five years of, ago, John Wick 1 was released. Uh, what was that? What was the very first live action Disney movie? I can't. I know it wasn't. Um, was it Beauty a Bug's and the Beast? Life? Oh, oh, Disney, not Pixar. Um, live action. I want to say live action. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, I want to say it was Beauty and the Beast. I feel like there was something before that. Uh, Michael, any thoughts? Not off the top of my head. I'm trying first, to think. I'm googling. You're looking for a live action like Disney no, classic movie? First, yeah. Jungle Book? Oh, it was Jungle Book. Yeah, okay, Jungle Book. So I'm so off sure. of the sex of ju- sex. <laughs> off of the success of Jungle Book, uh three new live action movies from Disney are releasing the same year. That to me is a bit much. Yeah, I, I agree. It's too much. Uh Frozen Two, I don't even think was being developed. <laughs> and uh, so it was, it was I, I feel like they're doing a crunch time for Frozen Two. <laughs> it was in the top. Wait, like they wait, always you're forgetting. About. Y'all are forgetting one. What? 101 Dalmatians way back in the day. Was oh it? no! Oh. That was done by Miramax. 
That was but, a Disney IP. But it's a Disney movie. You're not wrong. It, they did a live action Dalmatians movie. I do remember that. And it that. was terrible. <laughs> but they did. Oh, it was a Disney. Yeah, Disney I liked movie. it. It was okay. No, was, was that a live action Pinocchio at some point? Right. No. I don't think Oh, I'm pretty sure they would. And um, you could also, I mean, you could kind of, no, it was, Hook was more of a continuation of the story. Mm-hmm. I feel like they did yeah, a live action Peter Pan at some point. I think they maybe did. Dude, that thing made $320 million. 101 Dalmatians. But but I, I think what what I'm saying is is I'm backing up um Kevin a little bit here. We're we're being force fed a lot of the same stuff. And I, I think it's it's getting to the point where we really need well, to start just, looking at new Honestly new movies. It's just like the music industry. There's a formula. Right. Yes, there is. The three you follow chords. the formula, <laughs> you get paid. True. I mean, so, but the thing is, though, uh, we're we're suffering what happened uh, twenty years ago or thirty years ago now in the nineteen eighties with with uh, action movies. You had, I think, four. Oh my god! Yeah, all the Bruce Willis movies. Well, and... no, no, just yeah. uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, Dolph Jason Lundgren Stadel. movies. Uh, no, no, that's nineties. That's early, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, Statham was two thousands. I'm it talking was... about eighties, right, early nineties was. Okay. Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Stallone, Dolph Lundgren, um, Van Dam, uh, Van Dam, right? So, so you Chuck had Norris. Chuck Norris, five. Okay, that's five people. Uh, basically, the whole cast of Expendables, right? <laughs> so, right. So, so, so back in the eighties and early nineties, that was their that was the the big trope. That was the formula, that, right? That was the formula, and then it evolved into what was. I can't even really. I think rom coms was the big thing yeah, for, for late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. And then because because you couldn't get away. You had uh, shitty humor or the the really shitty like dodgeball and like the shitty the college humor movies. stuff. Yeah, right. college, yeah. college humor, American Pie, those types of things. Yeah, right, those just, were big for a while. I'm just like uh, with all the superhero movies, it's a bit the spoofy movies. Spoof movies. Yeah. I don't know. I still love the South Scary Movie. That's one of my favorites. I can't rewatch it. But I, see, I, it's I think terrible to rewatch. The way the industry has gone, unless you're guaranteed to make a crap ton of money, your movie doesn't go to theaters. Yeah. Your movie right. is being paid to be produced by Netflix. Right. Well, I mean, Netflix is basically. Well, now Netflix is actually basically what Comedy Central used to be. (laughs) Yeah, they they pretty much replaced Comedy Central. Right, they're doing the Comedy Central thing. I mean, they're also doing it for comics, but right, Netflix is raising their prices again. Well, I mean, they have they have to pay for. Well, they have to pay for uh, Adam Sandler's dying career. What do you expect? Jesus Christ! Um, (laughs) I'm surprised. You know what I'm surprised by? I'm surprised that anyone was stupid enough to back up Will Ferrell's movie. Had a movie? I'm surprised it wasn't direct to stream. You know what I mean? Like like the rest of the other like Adam Sandler movies. Why was Will Ferrell's movie put in theaters? What movie that did was, Will Ferrell have? That that uh, 
uh, Sherlock Holmes spoof. Oh God, no! I haven't even. Uh, no. So that actually went into theaters, I believe. That looks so bad. Oh, I'm not. But yeah, debating no, you're right. That. It is in theaters. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it's. A oh, that's in theaters. Holmes and Watson. Yes. Yeah. That's the that's one. got a right with three point with... six out of ten on IMDb. <laughs> hey, hey, wait! How much? Twenty six. Three point six out of ten. Three point six out of ten. Okay, so that's that's thirty six percent. That's actually not too bad. That's still better than Batman and Robin. <laughs> but Batman and Robin was way better anyway because it had Arnold. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> Jesus. You I'm know not gonna lie. Batman I loved Robin's Batman and Robin movie. as a kid. Oh, the bat nipples though. Oh, so bad. <laughs> George Clooney's bat nipples. Pew. <laughs> wait, wait, right, which, wasn't that tomatoes. the one with poison ivy as well? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, she's very sexy. Um mm-hmm. So Rotten Tomatoes has a 10% tomato meter. Uh, <laughs> and their audience score was 27% liked it. You know, and and I think again, it's it well, it they're trying to bring back the early the late nineties, early two thousands, uh, uh, trope, which is, you know, just silly college humor movies. And, and I, I it doesn't you know, quite work. You know who I think it was geared towards? Hmm. Potheads. Mm, no, 100%. that's pretty much any Seth Rogen movie. No, that's every Will Ferrell movie too. Think about Anchorman. Think about, uh, Step Brothers. Think about all those movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talladega Nights. Well, it's geared towards people that really just want to veg out and not think and do all that kind of stuff. And I haven't been to a movie in a long time, so but it's just I don't, I don't, I definitely don't find Will Ferrell funny. So I never have. So let me bring up, uh, let me bring up Crazy Rich Agents first. Okay. Have you seen that movie yet? Kevin? I love that movie. What about you, Michael? Have you seen that movie? I have not seen it. I would 100% recommend that movie. That was the last original movie I had seen. Exactly. So, Like, when you said, when I asked what was the last original movie, I was thinking Crazy Rich Asians, and you said it. So, Crazy Rich Asians, I never gave a chance. I will be honest about that. Morgan loved that movie, bought the movie. I watched it at home. She just put it on for me because, you know, she's like, I know you will like this movie, but you have to give it a chance. <laughs> it's got a 91% on tomato. I, tomato. I see why. It is a fantastically written movie. It, it takes wonderful. you into a universe most of us will never know. <laughs> uh, and, and, but, it, but it has such great character development and, and great character interaction. Yes. Um, great stories. The, and it's going to be a part of a trilogy because the book that it's based off of is part of a trilogy. So I can I can forgive the trilogy being made. Um, but what I wanted to say about this movie is I feel like it's a it's starting to become a part of a trend for the next trope of movies that will be coming out. And I feel like those movies are going to be strong female leads and also more ethnic based movies just not uh, the Diaz family well and, and i think that's going to be the new the new trope the new norm for the next 10 years it is is movies very similar to crazy rich asians because 
I think Black Panther started that. Black Panther was amazing as well. Well, right. And yeah. the thing is, though, what I'm saying is, it is a, when I say ethnic, I say non-white. Yeah. Uh, a movie that doesn't have primarily white characters or a white lead. Um, pretending white to be American, an ethnic. you mean. Right, right, exactly. It would still be ethnic if it was, say, Norwegian. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but well, yes, that's, the, right. that's what I'm saying. Is focusing on a culture that is not mainstream, right? That is not, you know, the United States of America. Because let's face it, we make the most worldwide mo- movies that everybody watches. Right. You're not wrong. You are 100 percent correct. And I think it's phenomenal that movies that like Crazy Rich Asians, which has a primarily Asian dominated cast, but not only that. Uh, production companies are, I believe, primarily uh, uh, Chinese as well, um, are making these movies, and they're phenomenal. Um, I like the movie specifically because, while most people generally believe that, you know, oh, uh, if you're Chinese, all Chinese are the same. People from China are Chinese are the same. Uh, American Chinese people are, are the same as Chinese Chinese people. British Chinese people, no, no. Every single, even though you may be under the same genetic construct of of Chinese, British uh, Chinese people are completely different from American Chinese people. And same thing from traditional uh, Chinese people that grew up in China. Uh, Same thing with any other ethnic group, even white people. Uh, Americans, white American people have nothing in common with British white Americans or uh, Australian white Americans because they grew up in different parts of the world. But that's not shown as much uh, in in other movies as it would be like Crazy Rich Asians touched on, Um, which is why I really appreciated that movie uh, kind of venturing into that uh, topic, if you will. Um, But long story short, I, I feel like this is going to be the next generation of movies where we're going to see more uh, diverse casts. We're going to see less uh, American white f- leads. We're going to see more women uh, taking the the, the strong uh, roles of, of lead characters. Um, I think Captain Marvel proved that, and of course Wonder Woman proved that uh, strong female leads can bring a box office hit without the need to have a strong male lead. Uh, I don't even think Jude Law was important at all in the in the Miss Marvel movie. Uh, I feel like if you completely axed his character, it really wouldn't have taken or added anything to the story, in my opinion. Um, I think that's where Wonder Woman failed because they had they they really forced the romance portion of the movie in that in that movie. Um, I feel like the character itself would have been just fine, well-rounded, and, and that's perfectly not to okay. Say that Wonder Woman failed, but that was a failure by the movie. Right? No, absolutely. But I'm just saying, in, in a way, to bring about a more female acceptance in our society, uh, that's where I feel like they failed. They could have done a little bit yeah. better about making it a truly standalone powerful female character so do you think um, that we could be seeing like a new renaissance of movies by coming soon because so many new because of the, the diversity that's you know just beginning now yes absolutely because, and, and you know, it, for the longest time you're right it has been 
you know, a Brad Pitt or a George Clooney or, you know, well, a McConaughey that carries a movie or whatever the whatever it is, a movie, a TV show, a short film, whatever. Right. They've been and carried I, by a male lead. Right, because I think, like, it, and it's not like we haven't had strong female leads before. We've had quite a lot of them. Um, for example, Terminator series, Sarah, Sarah Connor, mm-hmm. strong female lead. Unfortunately, uh, Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger's name had to carry the franchise from Terminator 2. And I feel right. like that did a lot of disservice to Sarah Connor um, as a character and uh, as a strong female character and a strong female lead. Um, I feel like uh, it was able to bring a lot of justice back to the character when they created Sarah Connor Chronicles for the Terminator mm-hmm. series. By the way, I, I don't care what anyone says. I'm pretty excited for the new Terminator movie announcement. Um, with uh, with that being coming up with uh, James Cameron and, and Schwarzenegger, uh, uh, that brings all kinds of joyous tingles down my spine. Um, but anyways, uh, Alien franchise the alien trilogy strong female lead character dominated every single one of those movies so so it's not that it's not new i think we're bringing about more focus on those kind of aspects in the movies yeah it's it's not gonna be a 95 to 5 percent split like it used to be right because the majority of movies in the past were male lead or male wow. co-lead right you know to carry the female mm-hmm. and as we're getting away from that it's the diversity is just going to bring out so many new options and they may not be for everybody but that's right. okay and i and i you think because like like kevin kevin's over comic book movies mm-hmm. not a problem don't go don't see them yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I want to. I want to see Endgame because I have to. And you know what? No. And you know I'm what the beauty of this, Kevin? To... Huh? What? You know what the beauty of that is? Huh. If there is a gem among those Marvel movies, like Black Panther was, you can <laughs> still go see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Most of most of these movies, with the exception of the team up Avengers movies, are standalone. You can see. As a standalone movie, and you won't get the you know one hundred percent of the enjoyment out of it, but you and or one hundred percent of the enjoyment out of it, but you'll get ninety five percent of it. You just won't get a few of the references. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You won't be lost. It's not you know this this the whole Marvel sequence isn't a fifty movie series. It's supposed to be a diverse universe where you can watch what you want, and for the most hardcore fans, you do have intersections for the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you, you, have, you have a little bit intersection. Well, like... because we we know Endgame's going to kill some people off. Like we know that for a fact. So, and we also you mean know uh, that Infinity War. Iron, Iron. No, I'm talking about Endgame. No, Endgame is not going to necessarily kill people off. I think what is going to happen is it's going to end I, the characters. I would almost guarantee that either Thor, not not Thor, uh, Iron Man or Captain America is going to die. I I feel like they're not going to die. I feel like they're going to retire. I don't feel so good, Michael. They've 
the characters have retired so many times. I'm done. I'm yeah, not doing no, this no, anymore. No, Look at about... Hawkeye. And yet he's back in the fucking things. <laughs> it doesn't matter that the character retires. The character is not out of the movies until right. the actor has called it quits and said, I'm not doing it again. Except maybe a cameo or something. You know, a la Stanley, you know, being, you know, their human persona in the background. Right. Well, you know, and, and, and I, I won't doubt it. I just, I just, I don't want to see those characters go, man. It's oh. honestly, I think Iron Man has run his course. Yeah, I agree. He's gotten I, to a point where he just, he just texts his way out of everything. Uh, Iron Man 3 was garbage, by the way. <laughs> Which one was that one with the uh, Inferis or whatever? Is that uh, the that one was, with the, or is that that was the no, one with the ten rings? Yeah, 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 yeah. With uh, Ben Kingsley. Yeah, yeah. That was the worst way to use that character ever. That was a terrible uh, movie. Yeah, but it did in, it did introduce uh, Scarlet Witch and what was it Quicksilver? Yep, 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 yep. Who then subsequently died in like the the first team up movie you got to be a part of? <laughs> oh, poor Quicksilver. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's going to be an interesting game or game movie. Um, I'm going to still watch it regardless. Uh, I, I have to because some of the stuff they've released with the trailers and stuff, I'm like, son of a bitch. I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like I, I need to see Thor, uh, one of the most powerful characters in the whole entire universe. Stand ground with the second, or with, uh, I wouldn't say second, but another one of the most powerful characters in the universe, that's Miss Marvel. Um, yeah. I well, you still have issues how, with the movie, but that's You remember story. how good Avengers 1 was when, like, they're start, first starting to get together and they're all fighting each other? I feel like this is a return to that, because for yes. me, Avengers 2 is trash, and... I don't know why. I just what wasn't there an Avengers three? Uh, that was Civil War. Yeah, I don't feel Picture like. Well, see, Civil War was more of a. It's, it was it's... Captain Marvel though. Wait, what? You mean oh. Captain America? Captain America. Captain yeah. was a Captain I was like, America wait a second, film. another one. <laughs> but it was right. a big fight between all the superheroes that kind of divided everybody mm, up. Yeah, and opened yeah. them up to the events of Endgame, basically. Right. I mean, I get the storyline. I understand it. I, I just wasn't as... I think with Infinity War, they were able to really kind of bring back the not only just the the, the character attachment, but I, I, I actually felt despair and unhappiness when I watched these characters that I love die. Yeah. So, so for me, Infinity War was right where it needed to be with the Avengers. Yeah, um, Infinity War had a major event that like that got you. Like, yes, I feel like it still it like it didn't even have the moments that like it had its own moments. But yeah. I'll tell you, when I was watching Avengers, the you know the first Avengers movie, yeah, in theaters for the first time, and oh, you've man. got that big fight scene between Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America. Oh, dude, so I had fucking, fucking awesome. chills. Oh yeah. I, I can't tell like, you because you're watching these individual movies and you're like, "This is well, awesome." How are we, how are we going to settle the debate of who wins in a fight? Right? <laughs> how are we going to establish who's the strong who's going to be the strongest Avenger? Right? 
And bam, there's the Avengers coming out. And then out. what do they do? They give you fights. Yep. And, of course, you needed a little bit of reprieve of, from the awesome. Well, hold on. cameos of, of, uh, of Hulk just punching the fuck out of Thor. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I had to stop my train of thought. You, you, you've said this twice. You say cameo? Cameo? I thought it was... I thought it was cameo. <laughs> Wait, what? You're saying cameo? It's cameo. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I probably say it wrong. Don't get. I'm, it. Don't I'm get sorry. It. I, I say a lot of words wrong. I don't know that. Shit, I'm sorry. No, I can't spell. <laughs> no shit. I, I was just. Working. I'm sorry, Michael. I had to call you out on that. I apologize. I was just. It too, I, I mean, heard it twice. Right. You can call me out on that. Just. Uh, I, I, I just I heard it twice. I want a week of good spelling from you in Slack, though. Oh fuck that! <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, fuck off. <laughs> that, that's fair. Um, so, but no, 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 no. I I agree with you. the The cameos were important. the The game, the movie itself was amazing. I keep saying game. I don't know why. I really want the 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 Marvel superheroes three movie uh, game to come out for Switch. I am ready for it. My body's ready for it. Anyways, um. So, so the thing for me about that movie was it was so intense. There was so much to see. I, the first time I watched Avengers, that movie, was in 3D. Do you know how fucking intense that was to watch in 3D? Watching those big space worms come down? Holy fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but really, uh, the, the whole Loki getting destroyed by the Hulk was 100% necessary. That they had the flow perfect. Um, yeah, no. Avengers was... I mean, like... Don't get me wrong, it was still, like, the beginning of the movies getting cluttered with too many leads. Oh, yeah. But it was very well executed for what it was. And I think that had a lot to do with, uh, I can never say his last name right. I'm, I'm about to cameo this name. Um, John Farva? Or Farvara? Farvaru? Whatever. Uh, yeah, I, Happy I know Hogan. Happy Hogan in, in, in uh, Iron Man. Uh, he directed Iron Man. He directed Iron Man. I th- I, th- I think he read. I know he did Avengers one. Um, I want to say he was brought back for another project because I I really feel like his way of directing these Marvel movies cannot be touched. He did it. He does it so flawlessly. Um, in 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 such a large universe, it, only very few people could ever do as well as he did. Yeah. Um. And, and so I, I really I don't know who's doing Avengers four as the director. I cannot remember. I want to say it's the brothers again, isn't it? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't usually pay a whole lot of attention to directors. I, I know because I think it's the Russo brothers. Yes, it is the Russo brothers. So you know they've done a really good job with uh, Infinity War. I feel like they'll continue this on with uh, with this success with uh, Endgame. Um, but. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm ready for it. I know you're not excited, Kevin. I'm sorry that no, you're. I'm, I'm sorry that you're you're over uh, Marvel, and and I get it because I said that Captain Marvel and the Avenger in the Marvel movies are starting to become like Will Ferrell movies. I yeah. think I think J- uh, Jeff almost shat himself, and I'm pretty sure Jim did. Um, <laughs> when I said that, <laughs> but but I feel your pain. I really do. Um, I, I'm ready for it to be over. I'm ready for a new a new generation of movies though. I think uh 
I think this will be a really good send off. Is that all? Have Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't I mean, think there's. I... Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, They're there's going to be more Guardians movies, of course. Yep. Uh, hopefully, uh... they can get those straightened out and not be as terrible as two was. Oh, two is such shit. It's such it's, a shit for some show. reason, the twos for a lot of these movies have been bad. With the uh, Iron Man two, of... was... Iron Man two was okay. It wasn't terrible. Iron Man two. Captain America 2 was, 2 was really good. Captain America 2 is... I didn't like Winter it. I didn't Soldier? like Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier was one of the best movies in the series. Didn't we see that for the universe? <sighs> Michael? What? Didn't we go to an HP event for that? Winter Soldier? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Well, there might have been yeah. one, but I don't think I went to that one. Yeah, I think that was one where we all got free $10 gift cards to Chili's. Wow. I like how you remember the food, queso. but you don't remember the actual movie. I do remember the movie. It had the train. That was Winter Soldier. Yeah. Okay. That well, was Captain America 2. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, in the... Thor 2 was terrible. Hulk Thor 2. Ah! Wait, wait Thor that 3... was the Dark World, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, that was shit. But um, Thor 3, Ragnarok. Oh, fucking bad. was a masterpiece. Oh, that was fucking great. I th- I still watch it and laugh my ass off when he gets his haircut. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Not the hair. <laughs> this is a godly hair. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, man. I don't know. You know what was a good sequel to a movie? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. <laughs> nah, TMNT. That's where it's at. On HD DVD. Crickets. I'm gonna put like crickets it. in here. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh. Okay. So I think that's. Uh, I think I'm done with Marvels and and superhero movies. Done for the night. We're done discussing them. Yep. I do have one more thing. I do briefly want to talk about. All right. Okay. We're, we're going. We're going back to tech. Okay. Uh, so Sprint is getting sued. Sprint for, now. Yeah, Sprint. Okay. They're getting sued for the. 4G LGE uh, moniker because they're 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 saying that their phones are doing 4G or 5G, and there's a couple of people that are saying, and they're correct that the 5G uh, moniker is incorrect because it's not utilizing for it's not using real 5G. They're using 4T or they're using 4G LTE advanced. Which is just a little bit faster and a little bit better than the than the regular LTE technology, yep. but it's not five G. Okay. So what are you what are your thoughts on 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 Sprint deceiving? That's what they're they're saying. They're just, is they're they, deceiving. They called it five G. Yeah. Right. They're, well, they're deceiving the general public into making them believe that they're that you're the first to have a proper five G network or a new five yeah, G technology. Yeah, it's messed up. It's shady. But I don't know. It's it's, it's fucked we, up. They deserve to get sued, but I really don't care to follow the story. Yeah, it's stuff we. It's not like we, something we haven't seen before. Shitty business does shitty things. Why am I surprised? Yeah, exactly. Like who the fuck uses Sprint anyway? Hmm. Oh, I think it's Sprint suing AT and T. Oh. Because of L- AT&T. Yeah, I was about to say AT&T did that. Not, I didn't know if it was... 
Uh, yeah, it's AT&T saying 5GE, even though it's really not 5GE, it's actually uh, yeah, 4, Michael had, 4G you have LTE. Yeah, Michael, have it on your phone? Have what? 5GE? Or is that Todd? I think it's Todd. I think it's Todd, because yeah. he's got, he's on AT&T now. Which yeah. I wish he was here, because then he could kind of bring about his kind of thoughts on it. Yep. Uh, well, see, I think, okay, so I don't remember if, I don't know if you guys remember this, but, um... Way back in the day, uh, 4G wasn't 4G until they started doing LTE. So 4G was uh, was released as uh, I think what was then 4GE Advanced, I think, or 3GE 3G Advanced. Uh-huh. Um, but they used they said it was 4 4G. Well, because basically it was the next one past 3G. Like right. it's, they're gonna argue over how, what to name it. It's not like they use two G's to make it. Like a G is not a unit of anything, is it? Is it? Uh, yes and no. So, so if I'm if I remember correctly, there is an actual acceptable accepted uh, threshold for for each new advancement into the into different wireless band technology. But when was that established? And is it a an enforceable standard. I think I'm that's where that's I think, the issue is. It's not right. enforceable. Um, I cannot, I cannot remember exactly how the how what started five G, four G, and three G. Uh, I know that they used to be. I know it used to be under certain frequency bands, and what range it would hit under. Yeah. Um, so like, for example, um, 2G was GSM for the longest time. Right. And then 3G was GSM and, uh, uh, yeah, CDMA, uh, I think, or UMTS, and then it became LTE, okay? And that was 3G. And then it became LTE, 4G was uh, is LTE A and YMAX. So LTE advanced, that's actual true 4G. Uh, 5G, I believe, is supposed to be like a certain uh, significant megabyte download than a- a- anything close to what 4G LTE advanced is capable of. And I think, uh, I can't remember what what recognize, or, or recognized organization started these standards. I cannot remember to save my life. Um, but I know it, I know it was, it was, uh, it's a part of a standard. Um, I think, I think it's supposed to be, uh, ITU. I think it's the International Telecom Union that kind of created the, the, the G bands. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I legitimately don't know. That's the only reason I ask. Yeah, <laughs> like because it's it's one of those things where they can literally just like say what trademark it as a phrase, as like yeah. the name for it, and not be like what? I could I could call my carrier pigeon service the five G network, <laughs> and trademark that as the name for my carrier pigeon service, and say yeah I've got message delivery on a fi- on my on the five G network, right? But it, you know it's a fucking pigeon. With an SD card tucked into his little pocket. No. (laughs) 
Wow. It's not actually a business idea. I'm just really. using <laughs> like, it as an example. With, the, with yeah. lawyers in the right places, you can get away with what calling shit whatever the fuck you want. Well, and see, to me, I, I get that. I understand that you can do whatever you want, but I feel like 5GE is so close to 5G that it's almost... I, I, and I think five, and I think the G bands are legitimately already like kind of like uh, understood as a uh, as a standard. Uh, very much like how you have Cat Five E, Cat Six, Cat Seven, Cat Eight, Cat Nine. These these theoretical thresholds for these particular band uh, for particular cabling. Um, I think those are already accepted as as ways of uh, as thresholds to achieve um if someone sat there and said oh yeah i have this new cat cat 8e cable even though it's technically more like a cat 7 i would yeah. be a little bit upset yep. and i and i get that because you know you're you're lying to your your customer base you're saying you have a better network with using the 5g moniker because people will assume that five is more than four, so it must be better. Yeah, no, I, I, I see what you mean. It's that, uh, it's that that that, that shady business practice, like uh, telling people they have viruses. <laughs> exactly. So, hey, so, so you 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 mentioned uh, them doing what they want a second ago, and that actually reminded me of something that happened last night. Oh, uh-huh. did either of y'all watch the Astros game last night? No, I was working. I couldn't. I was working ish. <laughs> Have you ever heard of an umpire screaming at a at a manager saying, "I can do whatever I want"? No, did that happen? Uh, no. Yes. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Ron Culpa, professional major league baseball umpire. Yeah. Ejected both of the Astros' hitting coach and AJ Hinch, our manager. In the second inning yesterday. Oh, shit. A second inning? In, In the, the second, second inning. inning. Damn, why? The the guys that were in the, the, the dugout while one of our guys was at bat, uh-huh. he called a ball that was like six inches below the strike zone, a strike against one of our guys, and the dugout was angry. As yeah. They, Obviously. As, they, as they, they tend to be after a bad call. He takes off his Ron Culpa, umpire, takes off his mask and starts yelling at the dugout. Uh-huh. So AJ Hinch comes out and he's like, hey, come on, calm down. And you I've I've watched the videos. AJ Hinch was completely calm. And like you can if you lip read, you can kind of tell he's like, like, let me handle my guys. I'll take I'll get them to calm down. You know, I'll handle this. So let's let's keep this good. You know, because he doesn't want our guys, getting, anybody on our team getting ejected if he can avoid it. Right. Yeah. And then immediately after that, he go. you know, when when everything gets set and it's about time to go, the, the umpire is staring at our dugout waiting for somebody to make a move. Wow. He's staring him down. <laughs> so AJ Hinch kind of gestures out to the field. He says, hey, uh-huh. you, you should probably watch the game. That's your job. Oh, shit. Oh, man. This sets off the umpire. Yep. Oh, God. And he proceeds to eject two of our guys. Um, in the fifth inning, when he decides that our pitcher had had enough warm-up pitches before the inning, 
I didn't realize Except, that umpires could do that. They really can't. But they're That's starting. That's a power trip right there. It, it really is. It's a power trip. They, they're, they're not get, They're, they're, they're unionized, and they're, they're not being reprimanded for anything they do these days. They can do whatever the fuck they want. They really can. But uh, in the fifth inning, when he decided that Garrett Cole had had enough warm-up pitches, he went and stepped around the catcher yep. and stood in front of the catcher and cleaned off home plate so that Garrett could no longer throw pitches to warm up. Despite the fact that like the next inning wasn't starting yet. What the hell? He just felt like Garrett Cole had had enough warm-up pitches and he didn't get any more. Wow. wow. It... It was fucking crazy watching this guy just go on his fucking power trip all night long. So I have to make a quick addendum to my 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 uh, talk about the 5G networks. Yeah. There is an organization called the Third Generation Partnership Project. It is the it's a standards organization that develops protocols for mobile technology. Yep. Uh, specifically the standards related to wireless data speeds. So does anyone remember the Edge network? Yeah. Huh? So that was actually not 2G. It was 2.5G, or where we're at, very similar to what we're at with L- LTE Advanced, which is considered 4G.5 or 4.5G. Um. So so there was a time where people were trying to say it was like 3G or they call it 3G Edge or something like that. Certain companies were using that moniker even though they weren't technically use 3G and right. and it wasn't enforced. And I don't know if there was an actual like lawsuit because I wasn't I was too young at the time to really care or notice. Um but I feel like um you know with business practices the way they are, obviously I feel like the the whole 5GE thing is really shady and underhanded, and it's deceitful at best. Um, I just wanted to say that there is an organization that does create these network names in in standards. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised that there is isn't. Right. I'd be surprised if there wasn't. So. Right, right. Because right, like, so I have we rambled able... on enough? I yeah. think so. I think we're done. <laughs> right. I'm tired. Well, <laughs> for, for the three of us, Kevin Nelson, oh. David Feldman, and myself, Michael Fritz, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.